Welcome in the somewhat mobile. When we drop data, it's not anecdotal. Talking to latest mobile trends with highlighting the surges and descents. Yeah, this is an original series from Aptopia. Welcome into Somewhat Mobile, an original series from Aptopia where we talk shop with the best in the game, some of the brightest people in mobile, in order to add transparency to the app ecosystem. I'm Adam Blacker, joined by my co-host Madeline Lenahan, and together we're responsible for all the content and data made publicly available from Aptopia. Today, we're joined by the head of marketing at Too Good To Go, Claire Oliverson. Too Good To Go is on a mission to eliminate food waste, and they're doing that through their mobile app, which allows people to connect with local stores in their area to save perfectly good surplus food. Claire, we are so excited to have you on for a couple reasons. One, I'm a huge fan of Too Good To Go's mission, and two... I kind of consider myself a foodie. I think Adam's kind of a foodie. And you might be too, based on your experience. (laughs) I know before Too Good to Go, you were at America's Test Kitchen. So could you share a little bit more about yourself and what led up to your role at Too Good to Go? Yeah, I'd be happy to. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, I think the mobile app space is so interesting right now. It's changing so quickly. Um, and, you know, I think uh, for me, you know, to answer your question, I really came originally from ad agency side. Um, so, you know, like big creative agency working on TV campaigns as well as uh, digital. And I really just wanted to sort of like throw myself in the deep end, learn a ton about how our marketing system works these days. I think both from a very like right brain and left brain standpoint. Actually, after that, I then went into ad tech for a little bit in mobile in particular. So, you know, really getting sort of both sides of the coin and then went in-house, as you've said, to America's Test Kitchen to really build up more of their digital department and then eventually to, to help run one of their brands. After that, you know, I think for me, I felt like I had had such a great breadth and so lucky to have all of those experiences. But I am such an environmentalist at heart and I am such a foodie, as you mentioned. So for me, I was really looking for something that has a deeper mission behind it and can really take what I've done in the past and I think bring it to that next level. So I found Too Good To Go. The plan was to launch in the US early 2020. As we all know, for many reasons that did not happen, but we actually ended up launching in the US last summer. So we went forward with it. And a lot of that came from, you know, unfortunately, food waste is such a large issue. I'm sure we'll talk about it more today. But, you know, over 40% of food in the US is wasted every day. And that only got worse with the pandemic. And so we knew there was only more and more of a need for this type of solution. And now we've been live for about eight months and we're in about eight different cities in the US. That's awesome. And that's so funny that you worked in America's Test Kitchen. I think they, I think I watched an episode that told me which Dutch oven to get. And then I, and then I got that Dutch oven. So, uh, absolutely (laughs) correct. Yes. (laughs) So that's an amazing stat on food waste, by the way. I was not, uh, I knew food waste was high, but not, uh, not 40% high. So wow. Okay. Before we get into a little deeper, like you guys aren't a traditional, you know, food delivery app or anything like that. So how do you generate revenue? Sure. So, you know, I'd say going back to this mission that we're really trying to address of, you know, as I mentioned, 40% of food in the US being wasted, it actually contributes to 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions worldwide. So if food waste were a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions after the US and China. And so for us, you know, we operate in 15 different countries. 
And we really work with partners on the one hand. So think like grocery stores, your local, you know, mom and pop shop and consumers to essentially create a marketplace for the surplus food that exists. So if you think about, you know, that mom and pop shop, that pizza shop right down the road, they probably make 50 pies a day. Sometimes they sell 45 of them. Sometimes they sell 48 of them. Um, but there's typically some uh, surplus there uh, left over so that, you know, if someone comes in right around closing time, they have uh, the same great experience that everyone else has, you know, right around opening. And so what we do is we work with these partners to essentially uh, create surprise bags for any consumer to come pick up through the app. Love for- a surprise pizza. Yeah, it's actually really fun. I have to say the surprise aspect of it is really nice. But yeah, come pick up for a third of the price. And, you know, then essentially the revenue piece comes from what's really tied with a mission of meals saved. That's how we measure everything all the way back to our board is how many meals did we save that day, that week, that month through our partners. Awesome. I love and that. So yeah, you guys are really unique. You're you're cause driven, but you're successful. Um, and you know, there's a lot of apps for a good cause that have wonderful ideas. They're not necessarily, uh, they don't even necessarily get off the ground Never mind, uh, have this level of success. So how have you guys balanced your, your mission with, you know, the actual business aspect? Like, again, you have to, you have to be making some money here. Yeah. I love that question. And, you know, we're, um, we're actually a certified B Corp. And so we are very much into social impact with everything that we do. Um, and so as I was just sort of, you know, walking through, we measure everything based on meal saved. Meal saved has a CO2 equivalency. So for each meal that you go save, it's actually the equivalent to charging a smartphone 422 times here in the US, uh, which is, I know it's kind of insane. And so what we do is we, we, you know, measure everything through this meal save number. And then within the marketplace, we essentially take a flat fee off off of the top. But the idea is that it's a win-win-win. So obviously, it's a win for the environment, um, but it's a win for our partners who get increased revenue that they would not otherwise get for this food that's hopefully just as easy for them to pass off in a surprise bag as it is to throw it in the trash at the end of the day. Um, and it's a win for consumers. They get to try new food. They get to have some fun surprises and great get great food for a third of the price. Yeah. I love that you're focusing on meals saved specifically because if you work around that, then hopefully you'll always sort of stay on track and stay on mission. And thinking of that, it appears that Too Good to Go has always been an app-first company, and there's obviously a positive environmental impact of being mostly app-first. So we understand other benefits of being app-first as a mobile company, but can you describe like more specifically how the app facilitates the day-to-day from partnering with local restaurants, tracking order pickup, everything else in between? Yeah, 100%. So... Um... We talk uh, a lot internally about keeping it simple. Um, That's one of our main, I'd say, pillars of just the way we work and try to operate in the world. So, you know, when you download the app, you'll see it's very simple um, and it's intentionally that way. So as a consumer, all you do is, you know, open it up and, you know, in a little sort of map feature, you can start to browse in your area, you know, see, do I want to go to that pizza shop? Do I want to go to a kebab place? Do I want to look at sushi or a grocery store and get ingredients? Um, And then all you do is you reserve the surprise bag through the app. Uh, As I mentioned, you pay a third of the price. 
and you'll get a time window where you actually go and pick up that bag from the store. Uh, we think that's actually quite a nice experience so that you're interacting with that partner. And, you know, maybe you have a nice conversation about food waste while you're there. I think there's a lot of passion in this community about what we can do to really sort of like improve our food system overall. And then that's really it. You pick it up. I have to say, try it out. It's a great feeling when you do it. You're like, okay, I got this beautiful food. It's, you know, you get to see what's in the bag. And then there's a bit of this lightness of like, it's almost like when you go to the gym and you're like, oh, I did something good today. Like, it just feels nice. But that's it. That's really the whole experience. That's awesome. And people like it, right? So I we've, we've dove through the Eptopia data. Uh, and we know that you guys have extremely high user ratings, you know, especially when we're comparing that to the market of, of other food and drink apps. And so, you know, why do you think that is? Is it is it user experience that's a priority for you guys? Or what are your priorities? And what do you think have kind of led to those high ratings? It's interesting because my gut reaction says it's really about that community, that community element of really doing something that is mission-based and you can see the impact. You know, we've already saved in the U.S. in the last eight months over 400,000 meals. Congrats to all of us, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, congrats to everyone who did that, seriously. So it equates in terms of CO2 actually to over a thousand flights between New York and London. So you can see that tangible impact when you pick up that bag. And I think that really is sort of like what fuels this community predominantly. And then I would say on top of that, just from a t technical standpoint, I think it really is the simplicity, the easy user experience. We really try to take care of our partners and really try to take care of, you know, the everyday folks like us who are consumers and go pick up. So I think it's, I, I think it's looking at the ecosystem in a way of care and mission. Uh, again, you know, being a B Corp, that's really true to who we are, um, rather than just sort of like a revenue driving mechanism. Right. We're so lucky here in Boston because Too Good to Go is here. So now I'm feeling inspired. I feel like I want to go into the Too Good to Go app later and connect with one of the local restaurants here. Can you talk more about expanding into other cities? And also, what does that look like in trying to find partners? I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah, we so as I mentioned, we launched in New York, actually on the UN's first annual international day of awareness for food loss and waste last year in 2020. We launched actually in Boston one week later. I just came from living in Boston for a number of years. And now I live in Brooklyn. So these are like two cities I'm very proud of. We then very quickly launched in uh, DC and Philadelphia uh, earlier in 2021. And then we just launched on the West Coast in San Francisco, uh, Seattle, and Portland. We are actually this summer, uh, so in July, we're going to be launching in Austin, Texas, and Chicago up next. Um, and then before the end of the year, we're expanding to Southern California and the Southern East Coast as well. So really looking to be nationwide before the end of the year. As I said, you know, unfortunately, this problem of food waste is not going away. We actually only donate under 5% or, you know, rescue under 5% of food these days from, you know, fruit, food service, retail. So it's just this, this massive issue. And we feel like expansion geographically is one of the best ways to be able to, I think, expand the mission and, and be more effective in the food waste reduction effort. For sure. And so it's a great segue into the next thing, which is like a, lo a lot of apps are, you know, user acquisition focused. We talk a lot about in the in the mobile app industry, acquiring new users, whether it be through advertising, word of mouth, press, marketing campaigns. 
where do you guys focus and how do you guys market and acquire new users? And I'm, I'm sure you even have to do, it's not just like, Hey, download my app. I'm another, I'm another game. I'm another food delivery app. Like there's probably a little bit of customer education in there as well. It's so interesting because you're right. I mean, it's, it's all the above. I think, um, in a lot of ways we are creating a new industry. So, you know, creating currency out of something that is currently just going to waste. Um, and so how do you explain that mission and that message to someone? Um, how do you explain that that, you know, surprise bag of three pieces of pizza that I mentioned earlier was literally sold for full price like 10 minutes ago. It's beautiful. It's delicious. I think most folks in the US don't even know that 40% of food goes to waste. Um, and what that food waste even is, you know, it's like, you think about food waste. And I think so much of the time, you think of something that is less than and it's really not in the modern economy that we live in today. We just have such an overabundance that unfortunately, it's it has resulted in a system that you know, I think has has all this surplus. So First of all, like you said, I think sharing that mission and, and having folks wrap their head around uh, where we currently are in our society and our food systems. And then, yeah, beyond that, it's like, okay, how do you spread the word? How do you get people downloading the app and, and involved? I will say, I think word of mouth for us is the biggest piece. So I think so many folks do want to do something about this this problem and um, I think really make a difference and honestly you create food while you're doing it like it's, it's not a hard it's not a hard sell in terms of what you what you can do and so it's it's just getting the word out there and I would say we you know we focus on um, user acquisition just like any app would um, I think we we focus on you know brand marketing events I think getting people's attention uh, predominantly and then you know I think the the folks that care about this issue, uh, we do tend to see sort of, you know, download the app. We have nearly a million app users already in the US, which to me says we are we have 329 million out there that we still need to convince. That's the thing. I think most people inherently want to do the right thing. So it's just a matter of getting in front of them. And then they're like, oh, of course, it's such an easy way to do a good thing and get good food. I think I discovered Too Good To Go through an Instagram ad, but then I ended up telling like six people about it immediately and tweeted about it. So I feel like that word of mouth piece is huge. So any other last growth recommendations for other cause-driven apps? I think it's really interesting that you said, you know, you're creating this whole other type of market. It, it really is its own thing. It's not quite just a food and drink app. It's, it's really its own. So what would you suggest to other people in a similar position trying to promote something that is either completely unique or is cause-driven like yours? I would say actually... I would very much echo what you just said, which is I do think fundamentally people want to do the right thing and they want to help and they want to, you know, sort of like engage in the world in a more positive way. Um, and so I think providing more options to be able to do that, it's really just getting the word out there. So I would say uh, to other cause-driven marketers, you know, think outside of the box. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily you know, uh, what your strategy doesn't have to follow the, the classic, like one, two, three, four of, of marketing. I think, you know, there's a lot of guerrilla marketing tactics out there. I think there's a lot of community building that can be super powerful and, you know, both online, offline, uh, traditional, it's kind of like, how do you shout from the rooftops when you know you have something that is genuinely a positive force? 
That's great. Well, we wish you all the luck. We know it's doing well. So we want to continue to see the app do well. And I'm sure we will, especially as it expands into new cities. And we hope everyone listening is prepared for when it gets to your city. Check it out. Such an awesome app. But before we go, we want to play a game. And we're going to keep it food related as we do, as we like to do. Adam, are you ready? I don't, yeah, you didn't tell me what the game is yet officially, so I'm I'm nervous but ready. Yeah, I kind of left it uh, a little mysterious for Adam beforehand, but we are going to do an underrated, overrated. We're doing donuts. So I want to know your – there's a lot of types of donuts in the world. I brought up a donut chart. I can read some out to you if you need to refresh your memory. And I want to know <laughs> a donut you think is underrated and a donut you think is overrated. Claire – do you want to kick it off? I feel like Adam's stewing. <laughs> All right, Madeline, I have to say, I didn't know you were going to come with the hardball questions here. I mean, this is this is a tough one. Um, That's what I'm here for, okay? This is a, I, again, I can refer, there's glaze, there's sugar, there's like cake donuts, you know, and there's a variety of different cake donuts. There's those filled ones, cream filled. Then you got the weird, you know, like swirly ones, like a glazed twist, a cinnamon twist, an apple fritter. Okay. <laughs> I think I know. I, yeah. Um, all right. So I am going to say underrated is the like cake powder style donut, you know, where it's like, it's kind of, it doesn't have that same like fried on the outside sort of soft texture. It's like a little bit more crummy. That's going to be my underrated. Or, like sorry, a, my like overrated. a chocolate one? That's, that's my overrated. So that's oh, my that's your overrated. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's at the bottom of the totem pole for me. I'll say like, honestly, my favorite, and this is a, this is a really tough one to, to answer, but just like a chocolate glaze, you know, like a classic, just well done, well executed donut that's glazed. Sure. With sprinkles, no sprinkles. Sprinkles. I mean, yeah, definitely some sprinkles. (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Adam thoughts. All right. Yeah. So I, um, I put a lot of thought into this in the in the past 30 seconds and I wrote down my answer. So, I think we'll we'll start with overrated. I think overrated is the uh is the French crawler. Overrated. If you've, if you've heard of this? <laughs> Who even orders that one? That's I don't know. I okay. You know what? Maybe it's this could be a blacker family situation where everyone in my family goes crazy for the French crawler and I'm like what are we? What are we doing here? Hundred percent, hundred. It's not bad. It's just, are, do we? Does the Blacker family really need to get that hyped about it? I don't know. <laughs> and then underrated, I would say. Recently, I've taken a liking to liking to this, but I don't feel like it's discussed a lot in the donut world. And that is uh, the butternut. And I don't even really know what it is. I'm not even sure what is on it, but it, I like it and it tastes good. It's a little crunchy, sweet. Have you heard? Do you, do you guys even know what this donut is? Maybe I've seen it. I'm tra- trying to picture it though now in my head, like a, like a crumbly outside. What are we working with? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Cakey? Uh, like more traditional like donut. donut. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I would say it's, it is more traditional. I, th- I think it is a little more cakey, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. So I would say that it's, it's, it's underrated. And then if we're just going, if we're also sharing our favorites, it's just for me it's just the classic. It's like, you know, the 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 regular glazed. That's what I'm all about. I really enjoy that. Great. This was What about you, Matt? Like, oh, okay. Oh, well, don't mind if I do. I mean, yeah. I would say for underrated a jelly donut. I think I I think when I was younger, I didn't really care about them and I realized that they are delicious little powdered sugar that, you know, tart, fruity inside. You, you just can't what, go what wrong. What kind of jelly there. typically? 
I want to say raspberry. That's what I think is underrated. Did I make that clear? And then overrated. <laughs> I might have to agree with Claire here and say that 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 cakey chocolate like glaze one you're talking about it is really good but i do think it is overrated like i love the idea of just more traditional puffed up fried outside donut so yeah i like that i'm with you it's there's something about that texture and madeline by the way there's this incredible place on my block in Brooklyn that does exactly the jelly donut you just described in raspberry. <laughs> so I think it's official. You're going to have to come visit me at some point. <laughs> I absolutely will. Sold. That's, that's all I need. It Pretty much just name like one food item to get me to your city and I'll probably be there. <laughs> this has happened on other podcast episodes. <laughs> Yeah, I have a few invites I need to follow up. So so thank you so much, Claire. Again, this was fun. Thank you to everyone who indulged our donut talk. I hope you get a donut in the coming week or so. And um, look out again for the Too Good To Go app on the App Store. This is it. What? Lucini pouring from the sky. Let's get rich. What? The GK Vance and Sugar Dance can't quit. What? Now pop the caucus in the Vega and get lit. What? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven with levitation from Reefers, Trench and Deep as an E7 showboating with Rugas, Flash Vines, Bella Fonte Digger. Let's get forward this birth as we confiscate your figures. Yes, and over brown levitating.